Well, hey all, welcome to episode 20 of the Gundam Explained podcast. I am your host, Adam Blue, where every week I talk about Gundam because it is fun to do. Um, so, you know, a few interesting things happened this past week, and a lot of it related to video games. Um, luckily, within our community over on Discord, uh, Santo Bell uh, was uh, talking about uh, talking with me about Gundam Breaker, and you see Engage, which is Japan only right now, like in a beta. And, I mean, really anything video games I'm interested in, especially Gundam, he got me to, um, he helped me figure out how to, to get into the Singapore store to get the, um, uh, the, the sale they had for Gundam Breaker to play on PS5, and then the APK for UC Engage. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that here in a second, because the UC Engage is, the production value on it's the best I've seen in a mobile game ever, um. But yeah, before I get started, um, if you're watching the YouTube version, please subscribe, like if you haven't. Um, there's a, This is a podcast that's available on all the podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. If there's any platform that this isn't on that you would like to see it on or listen to it on, uh, yeah, just let me know. Just you know, throw a comment on the video, um, send an email to gunnamexplain at gmail.com, or join our Discord. There's a link in the description for the Discord, which... Um, I'll show some posts people have made here recently on Discord of some interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, to get into it, anything cool Gundam related I got recently? Not really. I haven't really been. Um, yeah, is is it true? I haven't really bought anything Gundam related recently. Uh, you know, the holidays are coming, so that's kind of reserved for Christmas presents. Um, I did get something, and now oh, I'm not. I'm not sure if I should be doing this right now, but I probably. Well, you know what? It's right here. I got this package, and I'm pretty sure I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's from our boy Robert. He got me the uh, Moon Gundam. I saw the box, didn't know what it was from. I opened it, and I remember him mentioning that to me. So I'm actually going to save this build for a stream, some like Christmas stream um, or something like that, because I also want to show off the fan art he's sent me. He sent me some really cool... And when I say... Fan art, I mean art that he has actually created based on his a lot of his own ideas, actually. Um, and they're really, really cool. They're anime-inspired, sci-fi-inspired. And I've shown a little bit before. I just haven't really put the time to, to share some um, of it recently. But I really want to do that soon. Um, it's really cool stuff. So it'll be like a little mini Robert stream or something. Yeah, so um, I just got to find the time to do that. It's always hard. Uh, even right now when I'm recording this, it was kind of at the last minute. Um, busy day at work and then I got a new desk to set up um because I needed to start using you know standing position for when I'm working and not just sitting because I started hurting my back quite a bit so I'm actually using that right now and you know what uh it's kind of shaky the camera uh, for those that are watching it so I got to figure out if I'm going to mount the the camera somewhere else so it's not shaking the whole time uh yeah and I did get a new lens and so it's not auto Focus, so I had to actually set it to a certain spot. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out when I'm done here to see what it looks like. But and then, strangely enough, I was having mic issues one day. My mic wouldn't work. I was actually recording, and um, let me grab it real quick. I was actually recording a video on my other channel. So on, I have this other channel that I've had forever, and I haven't really messed with it. It's more gaming related, but I got this. Uh, see, I got to have it right in the. Because it's a mirror focus, right in the right proximity. Anyway, Master Chief, you know, Halo Infinite came out, so that's been fun. I did a little review on it, and uh, that's up on that channel. Maybe I'll link to it or not. Uh, I don't know, but um, 
But anyways, I my mic stopped working when I was about to record, and I'm even still having some mic issues, but it seems to be fine now. It has something to do with the gain or the, you know what, there's a, there's a term for it when you're um, uh, input, yeah, I guess input gain. I don't know. Something was going on, either, either hardware or software. I don't know. That's that's something for another time. But yeah, let's get into Gundam. Actually, why don't we do that? Um, you know, first of all, let's uh, let's switch to the other thing here. And okay, I got to make sure I'm in frame, don't I? Um, and you know what? Because of the distance, I have to put on my reading glasses here. Let me actually move the window. Okay, so um, oh yeah, that will be something I'll get to here later. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I wanted to start with my videos I put up recently, so since the last podcast, I have the video up for the GPO-2A, the Robot Spirit, so check that out, and I actually forgot to add in the the part where it's using that clashing effect part, so in, uh, in actually, I wonder if I, can I get it with the community here? Yeah, okay, here we go, cool. So I, since I've hit 500 subscribers, I've been able to use this uh, community tab, and so Whenever I do my reviews of figures or Gumpla, I will then, you know, I like to take pictures. That's something I used to do a lot more. And I'll actually uh, post them in this community area for people to see. I have shown some of my setup here. But um, yeah, here's the clashing effect part used with the GPO-1 and the GPO-2A. And, you know, something I didn't mention is that it actually broke. There's like two, like, tabs or two points that will stick into the other one. Uh, there's got to be a way to describe that. Anyway, one of them just broke off. Uh, these things break, but um, I mean, it could still work and you can't really even tell. So I did some cool shots there if you want to check that out. I really like that one, how he's like holding the, the beam saber as it's coming out and the other one's ignited. Yeah, that is really cool. So um, yeah, let me head back to where I was. So then I I looked at episode three of a 0080 uh, War in the Pocket, which um, that series is so good. It's so fun to revisit it for this. Uh, I can't wait to get to more of the real Christmas-centric episodes. Uh, it's just that time of year, so it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, and then you know what? I might as well quickly touch on the giveaway because I'm at nearly 560 and I'm about to hit 600. And so as soon as that happens, I'll be doing a giveaway video. Maybe that'll be part of the live stream. Hmm, we'll see how the stars align for that, because that'd be pretty fun to do. All right, so let's jump into gaming for a moment. And you know what I want to do? Let's see if I can actually get it on my mobile. Although, for those just listening, you probably wouldn't be able to see. But let me just give it up to Santo Bell from Discord. Um, yeah, I'm going to see how this... So he was able to... Yeah, I guess it's really hard without the autofocus on this. I mean, that that type of lens is, is really expensive. I just needed a prime lens with a good f-stop. But anyway, um, he helped me acquire the APK for this UC Engage mobile game uh, on Android because it is, it is only in Japan right now. And even then, I think it's just a beta. But I got to try it out, and the, the first thing you got to say is the production values are off the wall. It has its own CGI going on. Um, even the the design of the mobile suits using you know the polygons, the in-game engine is is top tier, and the animations are well done. And it has not only animations of the polygonal uh, 
designs, but also the cells, the animation cells of the 2D art of the pilots, like Char, Amaro, etc. And it even has clips, as you do missions that are from certain eras, like Origin or 0079, it actually has clips from uh, the, the shows in there, and like the full animation. And the whole package is just amazing. You know, that alone gets me interested in playing it. And actually even playing the game, which I'm not too sure how I'm playing it or even doing it right. There's been a lot of Japanese. It's really just mainly Japanese text. So I'll, I'll take a screenshot then I'll open up uh, in my Samsung phone. There's the lens and then I can do translate and it kind of helps me navigate. I don't want to accidentally buy something or decline something that I need. So um, I've been uh, doing a couple matches and it's pretty cool how it's set up, even though I don't seem to be controlling it. Now, I, I heard it's auto, but I heard there's also a way to control it. So I want to figure that out, but it might be early enough where there's not a lot of that. But the, the graphics are just incredible, where it's kind of like this bird's eye slash isometric view of seeing the mobile suits on the ground kind of uh, engaging in combat with each other. I love that it's all you see. It all seems very cohesive and it looks really good. And yeah, I got to say, this is probably the coolest mobile game I've ever played. And when I say that, it's... Um, you know, it's because it looks like they really, the production value, they put the budget in that production value, and it looks really good. And I, I just, I don't know long-term how it will be when it comes to, I mean, you log in, and there's like three different daily things you get, and then there's upgrade this, upgrade that, go here, do that, you know, that type of thing, where you're not playing as much as you're navigating the parts area. We'll see as it goes, but so far, just the visuals and the way it looks, it's its cool. And so I guess if you want help getting uh, access to it or talking about it, join the Discord. Um, I have a video game section there, and we just talk games. And, you know, speaking of video games, I probably will hear for a few minutes now, but um, there's also the uh, Gundam Breaker. So I've played a new Gundam Breaker. It didn't really do anything for me. And then I heard, and I think it was from Santo Bell, that Gundam Breaker is, or that that new cartoon, that battle log that's been on, or the cartoon anime, uh, that a battle log that's been on the Gundam Info is based on uh, Gundam Breaker, which must have come out a few years ago on PS4. I think it was Vita, and then PS4, and it can be played on PS5. And uh, he helped me get it really cheap on the Singapore PSN store, but how the visuals on it. it's like the best looking Gundam game I've seen. I mean, it's still a little more frantic and fast paced than I would prefer for a Gundam game. It, it, it reminds me of like dynasty warriors. Um, not even though there is a Gundam dynasty wars, I think this really more reminds me of dynasty Warriors, and that it's kind of just frenetic, like fast paced combat. It seems like you can just mash buttons to win. But from what I understand from what Senator Bell was telling me is later on, it gets a little Harder really requires you to use a lot more of your skill set because there is kind of a boost button that allows you to boost away and dodge. And so, and there's a, a guard button. So I'm really interested in hope, hopefully the mechanics kind of open up where you do a lot of blocking and dodging and then attacking. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, GBO2, uh, Gundam Battle Operation 2 and Code Fairy, they have the type of gameplay I want out of a Gundam game. Almost, it's like it, it. It's more of that slower, deliberate-paced combat. So, anyway, Gun and Breaker seems worth it. If anyone else has played it, um, let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think, or jump in the Discord and let's talk about it in the the video game channel because I'd I'd like to talk more about that.
So, video games some more. Just real quick. DBO2 had a couple things going on. So, in Code Fairy, there's this mission where you get this... And you can kind of see it right here. It's like this giant Xeon mobile suit that has like a cannon on it. And it also has a melee weapon. And um, and I happened to get it. Yeah, I actually had a ton of coins. And even though I have the game and I think or from Code Fair, I think I can still get it that way. I was just wanting to use up my coins because I actually haven't played that much lately. Um, oh, as an 11th bone. I wonder if I got that operator. I don't know. But anyway. It, it, they've got a cool, uh, crazy mobile suit here. Look at that. It's like a mobile armor mobile suit. Uh, in the Encode Fairy is actually pretty fun to use. There's there's a mission where you use it exclusively. And I think it's either today or tomorrow or sometime this week, the last chapter, I think, of Code Fairy comes out. I, I forget exactly, but um, that's been fun. I've, I think I mentioned it last week. I had to uh, go to Easy in order to actually beat it and play through it because it uh, it's pretty difficult. I got as far as I could with normal, but yeah, I'd like to go back, finish it on normal, and then hard, because it is fun. It's it's classic Japanese action video game gameplay. Uh, yeah, there's that, and then I think there was something else there, too. Let's see. Yeah, this PlayStation Partner Awards 2021 winner. I've never heard of this, and I guess it's two years running. But because of that, they have some kind of special. Yeah, there was like... So if you log in right now, and I think it actually started a couple days ago, you could get like some free supply drops. So really cool way to get some free stuff. Um, yeah, and GBO2. So anyone else still playing GBO2? I tend to, I tend to like play it weeks on end, and then I stop, and then I get back into it. I think it's just it's so fun, but then I get super involved because of the gameplay. And I'm just wanting to play it over and over. And then I think I get burnt out and then I stop. And Halo Infinite's out right now. And that is a ton of fun considering the drama. And yeah, if you head to my other channel, which I guess I'll link it in here. I don't know if I linked it before. I've been doing a podcast there lately about gaming. And I've been talking about Halo Infinite because it's been fun to play, fun to talk about. I haven't played it as much this week as I plan to just due to work and being a little busy. But uh but yeah, so moving on. Okay, this looks sick. This is on Premium Bandai. This is a a metal build crossbone Gundam Exo full cloth. Uh, the pre-orders haven't started yet. Thing is, the thing is three hundred and twenty. So, from what I understand, this and correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't a gunpla. This is just a a metal diecast action figure. Um, of uh, of a Gundam, and I mean, look at just look at that. That thing looks sick. I mean, they really need to adapt Crossbone into uh, anime. I mean, it's the perfect thing for people that want a sequel to F ninety one. I mean, I would love to get this, but the price, and I've already put in that pre order for a bunch of things recently. There's no way I'm gonna jump into this as well. But yeah, and then the standard little look for it. It looks just like. You know, I love it how they look very similar to the robot spirits in terms of the, the aesthetic, the design of the mechanical parts. But being the different line, metal build, it's going to have a lot more to it uh, to kind of, yeah, kind of refresh this design. And oh, man, yeah, 320, 
comes out July 2022, so it's n the pre-orders haven't opened yet. And so from what I've gathered recently, especially there's been a bunch of recent premium Bandai robot spirits, is that things haven't been selling out. So um, luckily, as soon as it goes up for pre-order, which might be, um, I'm recording this, so it's probably going to be the next morning. I don't, I just don't see my, ooh, Core Fighter? Oh, you got me there. You got me there. I don't know. I, I cannot see myself uh, dropping that cash. Now, if this was like a double, see, I don't know. Why is it so expensive? Is it because it's metal? Because I have that double Zeta and that Zeta, and there's some metal in it a little bit. I don't think it was that expensive. I don't know. It's really cool. Uh, you know, something else, I didn't get to read this, but I wanted to show this off, and I found this on Reddit. It's Zimmerit, Z-I-M-M-E-R-I-T dot mo, M-O-E, and they have this towards a historiography, historiography? I don't think I've seen that word said in that way, but okay, <laughs> of Gundam's one-year war, and it's supposed to go into kind of canon, um... And just a bunch of interesting stuff. I just, I didn't get to read this yet, but I think this would be very interesting for people that like to, you know, get serious and deep into their Gundam lore. So uh, I'll try to remember to link that in the podcast. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty cool there. All right. What's this other link I got up? Oh yeah. So this is a translated original character profile from Gundam UC Engage. So UC Engage, the game was just talking about. You know, it's supposed to add some more mobile suits and um, characters to the UC timeline. And so they have this character here. Um, Pesky Montagne. What? Again, they're, they're, going, they're going crazy with these pronunciations. Anyone can correctly pronounce it. And, and, I, and I understand now. There's the Japanese and English version of pronouncing something. But, uh, yeah, like, record it and send me a link to it somehow. But, yeah, the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam UC Engage original character, a new type candidate trained by the Flanagan Institute, 16 years old. She volunteered as a pilot to follow in the footsteps of her adoptive father, Captain Oregon. Okay? So, the, the, her name, Pesky Montagne, alone is quite out there, but for a captain to be named Captain Oregon... What are they getting at here? A technical officer in the Xeon Armed Forces. However, her mobile suit maneuvering skills are far from the desired level for combat, and her ability as a new type is low. So, this almost sounds like what they did with Narrative, where Narrative had um, uh, uh, those three kids, and two of them weren't really new types, and it wasn't the Flanagan Institute, I think it was called something else, right? That uh, they were using him in, and you know, one of them, he wasn't really a new type, uh, the one that was in the narrative Gundam, actually. It wasn't really a new type. In, uh, and so I think it's interesting that they're kind of doing the Xeon side of that. So, sure. I, and that's what would be interesting, especially I need the English language version of UC Engage. Even, even though it's cool that I'm playing it right now, without the English, I'm like lost half the time. Um, and uh, I want to see what they do with the story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, so... Back to gaming, kind of. Really, I thought the mobile suit of the week would be the Titania. 
Um, and this is what's in Code Fairy. So let's uh, let's jump into this. Uh, the Titania is a close combat mobile suit featured in Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy. It is piloted by Alma Sterner. And if you don't know Alma Sterner, this is what she looks like. She's like the uppity bubbly Xeon soldier that's about to murder a bunch of um, Earth Federation forces. By the way, I don't even know what Boyd's is. These cups were like super cheap, so. Um, oh, something popped up on the side here. But anyway, yeah, let's head back. Okay, technology and combat character. So let's look at it real, real quick. So it's got a lot of the Xeon aesthetic to it. You know, you've got like Ifrit, a lot of that, even um, Camphor. Oh, developed from the MS-18 E-Camper. Okay, that's in line with me uh, reviewing 0080 right now. So, And the manufacturer is the Noisy Fairy Squadron Zionic. Or Noisy Fairy Squadron and Zionic. Yeah, I guess that's two separate things. And that's cool because this takes place during that earlier part in the one-year war. So that, like, it's before Zionic was, like, uh, consolidated or whatever you call that into... Anaheim Electronics. Okay, so. And then, oh, was there a rear? Did I look at that? Yeah, so it has those, uh, those really cool things. <laughs> There's names for those, and it's probably lower on the list down here. But I have this, um, where is it? The And it was in 0080. There was that uh, Jaeger type, Jaeger, I think you would call it, that came with those uh, boosters. There's fuel boosters. Technology and comic characteristics. Okay, upon reviewing the newly received frame of the MS-18E camphor, Noisy Fairy determined it's designed to be too dedicated to damaging hit-and-run maneuvers. In order to make the MS last to be more suitable for the fire team's leader, more armor was added. This armor was made largely from scratch or pre-existing armor in Noisy Fairy's possession. To compensate for this increase in weight, additional thruster tanks were added. Okay, those are thruster tanks. The thrusters on the suit's back emit a blue flame comparable in shape to fairy's wings. Okay. And so that, you know, that's something to keep in mind here with the Code Fairy custom suits is they tend to have this, like, you know, purple pink to them. Um, and then I guess, yeah, fairy wings. Interesting. Okay, armaments. Beam Saber. The Beam Saber is a small device held in the mobile suit's hands when deployed and is powered by a rechargeable energy capacitor. It emits high-energy Minofsky particles to form a blade-shaped eye field via manipulation of electromagnetic fields, and then fills this eye field shell with superheated Minofsky particle plasma to produce an effective cutting blade. This equipment was developed from the engagement data with RX-78-2 Gundam. Titania has two beam sabers, one stored in each thigh. And I regret to inform everyone, but as I was playing Code Fairy, I was so into wanting to play the missions, I was skipping the dialogue and cutscenes, and I just told myself I would watch them later. So I wonder if they explained this in it, or that was part of it. Where I know there's a time they either showed or talked about the RX 78 too. So I wonder if they actually talked about how it got uh, uh, the data. But yeah, stored in each thigh. That's very cool. So ZUX 197 Yagid Ewer 192 millimeter shotgun. Specifically designed for assault type MS, this weapon is of the same type as the one used by the MS-08TX Ifrit. It has 9-round capacity with done ammunition including Slugshot, Luna Titanium 00 Buckshot, and MSU's Birdshot BB Shot. 
It could be loaded via pump action or automatically by an electric mechanism. Unlike the camper, Titania only wields one of these and it is stored on the back while not in use. In-game, shotguns are able to stun enemies no matter their resistance due to the shotgun delivering stun via multiple projectiles at one time. 360mm Giant Bazooka. The same MSU bazooka as used by the DOM. It fires rocket-propelled 360mm uh, physical rounds. It is fed by a 10-round magazine found near the back, and a single round can blow the torso off an enemy mobile suit. Unlike the camper, Titania can only wield one bazooka at a time. Stormfaust. A simplified disposable rocket launcher, it is commonly used by Xeon mobile suits in the late stages of the one-year war. As the warhead is not equipped with a guidance device, it is extremely hard to use the Sturmfoss to hit a moving target accurately. However, it is still a highly destructive portable weapon. Two Sturmfoss could be stored on hardpoints on the hips of the Titania. In-game, the two Sturmfoss are handheld and launched simultaneously. Arm-mounted minigun. A mini Gatling gun found within the left arm of the Titania, similar in construction to the one found on the MS-08 TX and Efreet Noct, but functionally similar to the one found on the RX-78 and T1 Gundam Alex. It has an extremely high rate of fire and carries 30 rounds. So, um, let's see. With that, uh, some pictures here of it in the game. Uh, let's see. And then, yeah, we already saw that, so... Oh, I like that. Um, okay, I don't know why that is there. Okay. Okay, very cool. Uh, trivia, despite the appearance of what looks to be Vulcans on the mobile suit's head, they are unusable in-game and are without mention in the game data. This suit also shares the same name as the PMX-04 Titania, form of Paptimus Sirocco's mobile suit projects. Okay, interesting. That it shares the same name. And it sort of has a similar look, but it's from SD Gundam G Generation Games. So, okay, that's just all confusing in itself. Anyway, very interesting to see these Code Fairy mobile suits. You know, it's basically more based around Xeon uh, mobile suits. And they, t they tend to take different elements from other Xeon mobile suits from the One Year War and kind of mash them together instead of creating all new, like, crazy advanced mobile suits. Because this is still canon. It's from that part of the timeline, so I don't think they want to go too far out. And I think that's kind of a cool um, way to go about it. I mean, it, to me, it does seem kind of crazy that they would have a whole bunch of mobile suits that are, like, pink and purple. But at the same time, and it could be because the, the noisy fairy group, yeah, you know, they, they could probably... I guess they're able to hold their own and they have their own money and research to do whatever. So they make them the colors they want. Yeah. So very cool. So yeah, mobile suit of the week. All right. And then in, um, in the discord, a Gunpla and collectibles channel will posted. What's pretty cool. This is from code fairy. I guess this is some, um, high grades that they're going to be coming out with because there's some pretty cool designs. Again, it seems like they're taking elements of other mobile suits during that time period and, and uh, mashing them together. Though I think this crown, and I brought it up on a previous podcast, is just kind of crazy. But I'll go with it. Yeah, here we go. Check that out. Kind of crazy, but we'll go with it. And even this. Um, and I guess you could see maybe, well, it's not, these are Federation. I was about to say Zionic. But yeah, either Zionic or Anaheim Electronics Federation near the end of the one-year war, they're throwing... All money they can to do whatever. 
And then Uncle Tom got himself the, yeah, let me turn this way, the uh, Gundam 00 Command Quant, or Quant, I don't really know how to say that, but, uh, uh, very cool looking. Oh, I love the rockets on the shoulder, so there's, yeah, him, him uh, with the built version, so, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I tell you, if I come across something like that, it, yeah, I was at Target the other day, and what was really cool, there was someone that was already in that section as I was walking up. He was an older gentleman, too, and he was kind of looking through the high grades, and I could tell he was looking for, they just had the one that had, like, the U.S. colors and some of the standard high grades you see, but I bet he was looking for one of these battle log, the gun and breaker ones, so. Very cool. All right, let's, uh. Let's look at some comments from some videos. So um, this is from the podcast episode 19, Santo Bell. Uh, Rigazi Custom, the only Gundam with an AK-47, what's not to love. The recent Banalog had a nice selection of MS with some great UC and UC-themed suits. You mentioned risk and how the show felt like something was at stake. I thought the same, which is good because the somewhat recent Bill Divers was ill-received mostly on the issue that nothing was ultimately at risk until the very end, whereas the original Bill fighters the physical model kits could be broken beyond repair this battle log is and i don't know if i'm even saying it right i'm saying battle log but it looks like it's bat log whatever is based on the breaker games mostly breaker 3 and breaker mobile with returning characters from both of those games the risk was the deletion of the game data but it was made to feel uh dire than that hmm, word i don't typically use it was pretty good for the type of show it was Personally, the Breaker 3 character's return makes me hopeful of a return to form for that title as well after the absolutely horrid new Gundam Breaker. I'd love to see a true Breaker 4 hit console and PC. Happy Turkey Day, Adam, uh, uh, and family from Down Under. Yeah, thanks, Santo Bell. And yeah, when it comes to the Gundam Breaker, yeah, I played new Gundam Breaker when I first got into Gundam, and I did not like that too much. But then when I played Gundam Breaker 3, I guess this latest one, um... Yeah, I totally enjoyed it. I I don't know what it was about it, but it it yeah, it's scratching itch. That's for sure. Yeah, so thank you. Easy eight. Actually, you you kind of wrong. The badge. Okay, and this is from Double O Eighty War in the Pocket. Uh, the badge is of a Federation mobile suit pilot, and Miss Budinsky point out that Earth Federation has no mobile suits, and the badge is a fake. Later in the episode, the trio make fun of her and made her eat her words as a know-it-all. You missed out to mention how Al was running through the streets past all the destruction, completely oblivious to it all. And yeah, there was a lot of uh, destruction for sure. And with the way he's acting, he um, it's like he's just excited about seeing mobile suits and I guess being a part of the, the Cyclops team that he doesn't even really care. Yeah, good point. Latin excess. Uh, looking clean, Mr. G. Well, thank you. I think, yeah, I was posting the uh, kind of that new setup by put together and then from robert you seem to just be goofing with us right now robert with the gundam jokes i know you like those um have you ever written a script of what you generally want to cover during a podcast and i do i have like a word doc that is kind of like a set list and i'll i'll tend to put things i don't want to forget to mention and then the things i found during the week i actually have a a folder, bookmarks folder, right above here. I bet if I press that, you can see, yeah, where I, does that show up? I can't even tell. Um, I know I'm wasting a lot of time here doing this, but 
No, I don't know. It doesn't show up. Interesting. And it has like links I find during the week of things I want to talk about. And again, like last week, this week was pretty slow. Um, I guess because of the holidays and everything. But uh, now there's always something to talk about. And then uh, Casval Zem Daikun Shar. Oh yeah, I you know with Shar and all his names, I forgot uh, his first name of his of his real name. But you know. By the way, I should still be able to do the fourth next week. Just have to call my grandma. Herbert. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, hopefully, I can uh, join up. If not, I'll try to do that live stream so we can I can show off uh, some of the artwork. All right. Okay, Tom. Uh, Tom, Tom Maniac win. I can see some Gundam goodies behind the scene. Oh yeah, on that picture of uh, that I have in the community tab of my setup. Uh, yeah, there's my shelf. That's like right over here. Has uh, some of my Gundam stuff. Um, oh, okay, Gilome Blauart. I am sorry. That I have probably butchered your name. I, I apologize. I think you missed Azaku 3 next to the Desert Gogu. One, thank you. I want to get that list right. And then would you consider going more in depth with the MSU listed instead of just reading the first paragraph of the wiki? Perhaps talking about its equipment, what it was developed from, a renowned pilot of said mobile suit, something along those lines. I always thought that the Nemo 3 was another gun cannon detector, but with a different color scheme, it was surprised but a welcome one. Um, yeah, you know what I do, I like, you know, when I'm able to call out mobile suits, I think as I get better knowledge of the different mobile suits, I do want to make it where I am. And, and this is something I'll end up doing in the future too. I'll re even re-review stuff I've already reviewed, but as I'm talking about certain shows and I call out a Gundam, I then want to be able to talk about who the pilot was, some interesting information about it, maybe the weapon system, who developed it, what it was developed from. So yeah, stay tuned. I do plan to do stuff like that. Rubber Duct. I think a RG Banshee would be cool or a high-grade IBO kit. Also, congrats on the 500 subs. Nice to see more Gundam YouTube channels popping up. Thank you so much. Yeah, good luck on the giveaway. That will be coming up soon. So RG Banshee, um, high-grade IBO. Yeah, I think some of those could be definitely done. If, uh, yeah, if you, if you win that, that would be pretty cool. Um, okay, Spartan A111. I honestly... Don't see how having two barely usable machine gun fingers consider it a heavy type. Um, yeah, and so that is another good point about some of these mobile suits. When I'm calling out what they are, it would be cool if I then kind of, yeah, would talk like, why is this a heavy type? And then kind of, you know, get more into that and and see, you know, again, it, based on what it's developed from and into, etc. So, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for calling that out. And then Santo Bell, it looks like a bad guy MS, not a fan of the head up behind the V-fin, but the binder thruster packs are awesome, and it's one imposing uh, shield. Adam, it's not cannon blue. <laughs> yeah, there's something with me in cannon, especially when I am, um, uh, oh, I didn't see this. It was good to lighten up the video and work well, especially with the MS under review. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I. Um, it's funny when I'm reviewing these Things and I look at the articulation, and it's like you want really good articulation, but sometimes it only needs to go so far because would this mobile suit really move in this way or not? So, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing about it. But the canon thing, I am obsessed with things being canon. Uh, that's why I like that discussion of like Thunderbolts brought up her origin. It's like, well, part of it's canon and part of it's not. And I kind of like the consensus of as, as a whole, it fits in the timeline. Maybe there's some pieces that don't generally 
meet up. But I think someone brought this up before. It's kind of like history. It's, it's kind of like how sometimes when we look back at our history, some stories are told a little differently, but the main thing still happened. It's like recounting events. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Um, Robert, sorry I'm late doing this, Adam, but at least I got the sixth. Like, sixth? Come on, Robert. No, I'm joking. No, that, that's cool. Thanks, man. It, it's cool that I'm even getting six likes on a video, so thank you. Um, I, oh, by the way, I meant your new moon will be coming between the 3rd and the 9th, so look forward to it. So, Robert, that was you with that uh, that moon Gundam, and thank you. I'll have a special stream. We'll kind of go, I'll build it, show off your artwork. Um, yeah, that'll be a good time. Just answer some, we can all hang out and really just talk about Gundam, answer some questions, and I kind of want to do it where without triggering the copyright system, um, have it where like my tablet is like playing Shars Counterattack or something in the background so we can kind of just like chill, watch, talk about Gundam. Um, let's see, also what time period? Oh, the live stream. Yeah, I, yeah, as soon as we figure it out, I will let you know. Share those jokes this Saturday. <laughs> yep, I, um, yeah, those Gundam themed dad jokes. There's something there. That That's its own thing. Speaking of that, so, ZZ Top, that's a band, right? That's a band I never got into, and I think my mom liked them or something. Uh, but I, it, it's when I got into Double Zeta Gundam, there is the ZZ Top core, the top part. They call it the top, the ZZ Top. And so I want to take, they have an album that looks like a car in space, and I want to call it like, I want to like take that album cover and put the core top there and call it, you know, ZZ Gundam Top. And then they have a song that sounds like a Gundam opening. And I'll, I'll play that uh, sometime. I'll make a video where I'll take the ZZ Gundam opening and I'll actually put the ZZ Top song on it. I mean, if this hasn't been done already, then I, I'm i so excited to be the one to start that. It's got to have been done already, right? I'm pretty sure. And it makes me think, like, is that all related? Does, did Tomino like a ZZ Top and then that music was popular and it just happened that way? I don't know. Um, okay, from 0080 War in the Pocket from Santo Bell, the backpack on the cover is the same backpack on the bear guy from Build Fighters Try. Love trivia like that. <laughs> I like the character dynamic in 0080. Really well portrayed. Yeah. Man, it you it you, it's just crazy. Like that I use that thumbnail on purpose of Bernie and Chris because like that relationship they develop, even if it's very minimal, it's it's, oh man, the contrast to the ending, it's just, there's nothing else like War in the Pocket. I can't wait to review that last episode. Fifth Like, and Darnie Santo Bell, you actually sniped first on both videos this week. Ha ha ha. Santo, do you have a Dropbox account? Oh, interesting. Let's uh, see what that's about. Sorry about the time I first posted. My booster kicked me to bed. Oh, booster shot from COVID. That's right. And I think you made a post about, yeah, I think. Somewhere up here. Yeah, Bernie's the more mature one. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, halfway through already? I think so. There's not too many more episodes. Uh, sweet photography, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was the the uh, GPO-2A post. So, yeah, anytime I'm shooting my videos of either Robot Spirits or coming soon, some Gumpla, I'm definitely taking pictures with my my DSLR. And I, I have a light box I use it with, and I have like this... I use it in my videos for some reason, and in, in, in the pictures is like this pink, uh, what if I can show it off here, it's like, yeah, pink light. 
I wonder if I should have it like a certain way. Like, yeah, I think it would look cool if I kind of had it more in the back to kind of highlight, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, I was into photography at one point, so that's kind of like a thing I think about. But um, might need a while more to recoup from the boost. You're still feeling it might miserably. Ah, that's too bad. But yeah, get better. Um, yeah, I know with COVID and all that, the new transformer sounding variant that's out there, everyone's got to be careful. Um, but that's funny because originally, and someone made a joke about it in the uh, in the Discord. It was called like the new variant or new NU, like the new Gundam, and then they called it Omicron, which sounds like a Decepticon, some sort of Transformer. So I guess they're sticking with those uh, interesting names. But uh, yeah, very cool. Thanks for all the comments always. They're always appreciated. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, thanks for watching. That was episode 20 of the Gundam Explained podcast. Yeah, be sure to join the Discord um, or even just throw in some comments. I like to read them on there, but we can get into some deep Gundam discussion. Um, it's always fun to do. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, I have a video yet coming out shortly of uh, another Robot Spirits that I've reviewed and um, we'll be continuing 0080, more in the pocket. So be sure to subscribe and check out the video for the giveaway. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. So uh, thanks for watching. We'll talk later. See you.